Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you feel the spirit of the Lord is present. Amen. We need to get in sync with his spirit. This is not just uh, another Wednesday. We want to make this a special day of worship unto our Savior, who is the reason why we have anything to celebrate. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. And we, we need his presence. We don't need to go through rituals of church performance. We need his presence in order to overcome and deal with the things that we are personally dealing with and collectively dealing with. We need his presence so that we can rise above situations and know that we are overcomers. Because we need to stand out and be different. No matter what, and no matter what comes against us, we need to learn to stand and stand high above the situation. So I, I'm going to do a different prayer opening besides the prayer that Lord Jesus revealed to me the things you want me to know. So when I speak, Master, it will be only those things that you want me to say in Jesus' name. We will love thee, O Lord, our strength. The Lord is our rock, our steady force. He's our fortress, a strong castle where nothing can get in and nothing can come out. He's our deliverer. He is our way of escape, who carries us away from the turmoils. He's our God, our strength. He's our help in a time of trouble. He's our help in whom we will trust. He's our buckler. He's our shield. He's our defense. And the horn of our salvation. He's the power and the strength of our salvation and our high tower. He's our refuge, our stronghold. We will call upon the Lord unto who is worthy to be praised. We will call unto the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And we praise you for all of these sevenfold prophetic protection, Lord Jesus. We praise you. So shall we be saved from our enemies. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock. Let the God of our salvation be exalted. It is God that avenges us and subdueth the people under us. Hmm. He deliver us from all of our enemies. He lifted up us above those that rise up against us. And he has delivered us from the heathen, the violent men. Therefore, we will give thanks unto the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Among the nations. We will give thanks unto the Lord among the nations. And we will sing praises unto his many holy names. Great deliverance giveth he to his covenant people, to the kings of king, to the kings of king and showed mercy to his 
covenant anointed ones and unto their seed, unto our seed, and unto our seed forevermore. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you. For there is no God like the gods that we serve. Hallelujah, Jesus. We serve a righteous, living God who made promises that he keeps all the time and he shows his new mercies every single day. Thank you, Father. We come to celebrate life because of the precious gift of Jesus Christ. And we bless you now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We shouldn't have to be encouraged to bless the Lord. He's done too much for us. He's done way too much for us to have to be encouraged to bless his holy name. The fact that we are here breathing and can celebrate him. The fact that our lifestyle have been dwindled down in spite of these months of turmoil. Hallelujah, Jesus. And that we know a savior, that we're not lost. We're not lost because we have a savior. We're not lost because we have a savior. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. This is the day that you knew was coming, that you made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. This day of, of Bible study is going to be a little bit different. Uh, the Lord put it in my spirit to make this more of a day of worship. So we kind of rearrange some things and we ask some people to come and, 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 and exercise their spiritual gifts in a form of worship and celebration today, which will follow after I do like just a little short uh, message is not near, not like a real Bible study, but just a little short message concerning Christmas, and uh, and I titled it the Gift of Christmas. And so it's going to be like a hodgepodge of of things as the Lord has deposited in my spirit during this time. So, um, um, one of the things that I was uh, I was watching Pastor Robert Morris, and he he talked about the same thing that I had actually talked about the Sabbath before, that Saturday before, that Sunday. And, but he brought out something uh, that was uh, more in-depth to what the Spirit of the Lord had given me. And he, ta and he talked about um, uh, there was three men and three women who were given a prophetic announcement of the, of the birth of Jesus. And what I was blessed by, what he brought out, because, you know, we're hearing that all, you know, all along. But I don't think we've thought about the three men and the three women were all given a prophetic message concerning the birth of Jesus. So there was equality. Amen. There was no class distinction or no uh, gender preference. If it was three men and three women that got the same prophetic message about the coming of Jesus, that was God letting us know there are no preferences. 
whosoever will and he calls whom he chooses. All of these other little don'ts and do's and whatever are religious traditions and thoughts of men, but it didn't come from God. Amen. 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 And this is at the, it, this is at the very beginning. Now I'm going to give you the names and and um, and and I'll give you the scriptures. And the reason why I I, I don't think I'm going to read them is because I've already done them <laughs> in the last previous. Uh, services, but the three men was Zacharias, Luke 1, 13 through, six, through 16. He was given the message about the child that they were going to birth because this child was going to be a forerunner for the birth of Jesus Christ, okay? And then Simeon in Luke 2, 25 to 30, he was given the prophetic awareness that the Messiah was going to be born as a baby, okay? And that he would live long enough to see this birth. And he waited and he saw it and he was blessed, okay? And he, was, and he had the wonderful privilege and opportunity to like do a christening to Jesus in the temple. And then there was Joseph who had to have an, uh, uh, an appearance from the uh, angel Gabriel in order to bring him peace concerning his betrothed wife that she was impregnated with the Savior, okay? Then the three women was Anna. Anna, you'll find in Luke 2, did I give you the scripture for Joseph? Matthew 1, 19 through 24. Then uh, the women, Anna, in Luke 2, 36-38, was a widow who spent all of her days after just having seven years of marriage before her husband died, and she spent all of her days up to 84 years of age praying in the temple because she knew the baby Jesus was going to be born, who was her savior, who was coming to save the world. So she was like preparing the way for the coming of the gift. And then there was Mary in Luke 1, 27 to 38, who was, was favored to be chosen the mother to carry the seed, to carry the seed Amen. of the savior of the world. And then there was Elizabeth, Luke 1, 39 to 45, who recognized the Messiah when his mother showed up with him in her, with him in her belly. But at the time that she was six months pregnant with the forerunner to tell the world about this baby in Mary's stomach who was coming to save the world. They all had a prophetic visitation and understanding that a savior was coming. Amen. And they, and, and, and if, if, if they were present today, they probably could preach the message. All six of them, three women and three men could tell the story. Amen. With that understanding, see, it's very important that we understand some underlining facts that will help you to understand who you are and who you belong to and how he is not 
racially divided, divided by uh, skill, secular understanding, uh, education, gender, and all of that. That's man's work. And God is not pleased with it. He's not pleased with it. And he wants his body to wake up, to realize that we are not controlled by these natural things on this earth. Okay? Now, the other thing that I, I, I paid attention to, we have four gospel writers. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But there was only two of them that wrote about the coming birth of the Messiah. Did y'all know that? That was Matthew and Luke. Now, why? I don't know. And, and I don't think anybody else knows. <laughs> okay. And, and those two in particular, why? But, of course, I'm going to speculate. And my speculation is Matthew, who was a tax collector and had been collecting tax uh, very what, wrong, being mistreating folks, okay, at one point. Well, represents the area of our life that we are most concerned about, call money, okay? So he gets an understanding about this Messiah that is gonna come into the world, okay? Help me, Holy Ghost. Luke, who was a physician, represents another very important part of our life called health, okay? So they both were given the awesome privilege of having a prophetic understanding and to write prophetically about the birth of our Messiah. And, this, and for us to see that we had a great need for a savior and that is the only and the most important reason for this season, okay? They tell us a story about a child that was born and a son that was given to redeem us, to provide for us, and by his stripes we were healed. Who better can tell the story than a tax collector? and a physician, oh glory, that our needs will be met, we will be provided for, and that by his stripes we're healed. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus, okay. He, they tell the story about how divinity came as a natural human in flesh and blood to redeem us from sin and to heal us by his blood. Only a person who has pure blood can come and tell that story and fulfill it. But it had to be done by a human person. It could not have been done by divinity and conquered Amen. darkness. Amen. He had to be a human, but was pure and free from the things he was freeing us from. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so he came as a baby into this world, not contaminated by human blood. Hallelujah, Jesus. But he came as a baby, and he was nurtured and raised up to be the firstborn of mankind. 
What do you mean by that, Lord? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> because, see, he was the firstborn of purity, free from any sin. So he's the firstborn of covenant believers, born again folks. He's the firstborn to lead God's people out of bondage into a kingdom living and to prepare us for eternity with our heavenly father. Now, help me, Holy Ghost. He came to lead us out of bondage. Do you believe? And to prepare us for life in eternity with our Lord and Savior, our Heavenly Father. Oh my God. Y'all ain't happy enough. Y'all ain't free enough to be happy. To know about, I mean, let me tell you, this pandemic that is man-made was perfect to happen. And you know why? Because I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, I really now appreciate this time more than I ever had because my whole focus had to be on Jesus. Because my situation was totally different and changed and it couldn't be on anything else. And I'll tell you some, some, something else. The, the, the challenge of not having to be with my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren because they're out of state and we couldn't come together. I have the joy of the Lord in my strength, even though they're not present, but because Jesus is present and he's given me great peace that I don't have to have humans around to give me the joy that I need and to be able to celebrate what he came here for because we have that, fe that fellowship and that celebration, but Jesus came that I will have eternal peace and joy and I will live in eternity with him. You can only make me feel good for a moment, but Jesus can make me feel good all the time as long as I keep my focus, my trust, and confidence in him. And I never really felt like this before during the Christmas season. Because see, what Satan meant for evil, God is working it for our good. He's getting us to understand and to come closer and closer to him. And what Satan don't know, when you started this mess, you were driving us to our Savior. And we cannot be plucked out of his hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. So, parents and grandparents, I plead with you. Stop waiting for your children to grow up and make their own decisions about serving God. And making a decision about what they think there have been purpose in life. You don't have a clue if you don't know Jesus. We need to stop. Because we're not greater than Jesus. And Jesus was born for a purpose. And he had to come into that purpose when he was born. And he's our teacher. So we're going to be above him. The decision for Jesus was made before the world was even created. Do y'all understand that? That decision was made before the world was even created that Jesus was going to come as a babe to save the world. Okay? 
He was born into purpose. And since he was groomed for that, there were no other decisions that needed to be made about what he was going to do. <laughs> it was already planned, okay? So he just walked in purpose and in destiny. That's what God wants us to do with our children and our grandchildren. They come here and they tell us what they're going to do or not do. So when did you experience life? Where'd you get your wisdom from? God intend for this now, this now generation, because we got all these different names for generations, and I don't know what you want to call it, but I'm talking about for the now generation to lead us into the promised land, the now generation. And we have groomed them for the world. We have prepared them for the world. They aren't even able to lead us to the well to drink from the fountain of life. Instead, they have been molded and shaped by nightlife, sex, fancy hairstyles, clothes, music, dating, money, and the list can go on. Now you're thinking, so what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with these things except for two, nightlife and sex, exclude that out of the list. There's nothing wrong with the rest of that list. The problem is it has become their life. It is their life and not Jesus Christ. When we make Jesus Christ our life, those other things are just some extra bonus stuff and they're done right and in its order and in its timing. Some of them are living things prematurely that they should not be living or it was never intended for them to live because they have been exposed to the wrong thing. Let me tell you, when that happens, you don't know how you're destroying purpose in in these young people. I had a young man to come for counseling. Hadn't seen him since he was a little boy. And until he took off his mask, I didn't even recognize him. I said, thank you for taking that mask off because I couldn't even remember what you looked like. Who's marked for Jesus? Who's marked for Jesus? But he's having a great struggle right now. And that's why he wanted to talk. He's having a great struggle. Why? Because, see, the enemy knows that he's marked for Jesus, but he doesn't know what he's supposed to do for Jesus because the enemy is not all-knowing, but he just got sense enough to know that you're supposed to bring glory to your Savior, okay? So he's being tormented in life. He, it didn't just happen. He's been tormented ever since he was a child and was exposed to sexual perversion and was not protected or was able to even discuss it with anyone, and you grow up with that, that tries to abort your purpose and send you in a destiny that was not set by God. So it delays purpose. But glory to God, he's awakened now. And so he's going to go in the way of purpose. But what I'm saying, I'm mad with Satan who took... 20 some odd years to get him off course on a detour to try to destroy him because we are sleeping 
and not in tune to the Lord Jesus Christ so that we can direct, nurture, and encourage our children to go in the path that God has set. Let me tell you, wait a minute, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. Psalms 91, we quote, oh, we quote scripture and we don't even know what we're saying. In Psalms 91, verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over us to keep us in all thy ways. Do you know what that means? It means that God has assigned ministering angels to each one of us to keep us on the course and the path of life that God set in order for us to reach the destiny he has for our life. Do you understand that? And so as stewards over children and grandchildren, we have the responsibility to do that for them to lead them in the path that God has set. But then if you don't know the Lord and you're not coming to grow in him and you're not bringing your children, you don't even know what that path is. Don't you think you're just going to sit at home and do your own thing and live your own life and then God's going to whisper one day, you know you're supposed to do thus and so. Let me tell you, God gives us our purpose as children. And when we got smart parents, and grandparents who know how to nurture that, you'll walk right into that purpose. Because whatever the passion that a child has before they understand anything, and they say, when I grow up, I'm going to be, that's purpose, God-given purpose. Because whatever our purpose is, is what we have a passion for. And we do it better than the average person because it just comes natural. Amen. Do you understand? Because yeah. it was given to us by the Lord and he wants it nurtured so that we can grow up in it and accomplish the goals he has set. He says, I know the plans I have for you. A future, a future that I've set. Not one that you created from watching TV, videos, YouTube, Facebook, and the list goes on. Okay, I know y'all don't want to hear what I got to say, but you're going to hear it anyway. Amen. I don't know if you take it in or not, but I'm going to keep on saying. I'm almost done, though. And the way that they change and get on the right course, which is such an injustice to them, is that they have to be subjected to some suffering. Because usually, when you've been put on the wrong course, and you now operating according to your disobedience, because you're operating according to your flesh and your nature and your, and, and your emotions that makes you feel good. It takes something stronger now to wake you and shake you. And so sometimes they have to be subjected to something that caused them to suffer in life in order for their eyes to open up to the truth. Amen. Amen. And that didn't have to happen. You know, there's some things that are gonna happen to us in life which is suffering because God wants to perfect us and to come into where he wants. But there's some things that are self-induced due to disobedience that God never intended for them to have to go through and wasn't necessary for them to get where he wants them to go. That's why we should be about the business as parents and grandparents repenting, asking God to forgive us put us on the course that you desire for us to be and show us how to be good stewards over yeah. your, your children, your seed. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to 
close this little message and read Psalm 61. Because I did tell you it was going to be a celebration. But let me tell you, you can't celebrate until you recognize what you need to be celebrating and get rid of the clutter that's in your heart and in your soul so you can freely celebrate. Hear our cry, O God. Attend unto our prayer. From the end of the earth will we cry unto thee when our heart is overwhelmed. Lead us to the rock that is higher than we are. For thou hast been a shelter for us and a strong tower from the enemy. We will abide in thy tabernacle forever. We will trust in the convert of thy wings. For thou, O God, hast heard our vows. Thou hast given us the heritage of those that fear thy name. That means the nations, the heathens. He have given them to us as an inheritance. Thou will prolong the king's life and his years as, as many generations. We are the kings of kings. We shall abide before God forever and prepare, oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve us. So will we sing praise unto thy name forever that we may daily perform thy vows. Amen. Amen. For the Lord is our rock, our life, and our salvation in whom we have no fear because he is our protector, our shelter, our all in all. And when we celebrate and rejoice during this season, it needs to be because we have a clear understanding of who our Lord and our Savior is. And it, it is not the president. It is not the government. It is not your job. It is not your spouse, your children, and so on and so on, and the list goes on. It is Jesus Christ. And when we get that right and get that understanding, then we can enjoy all those other things I just mentioned. We will be able to have joy and rejoice in the things because we have things in its right order. And when we have things in its right order, even if things go wrong, God will fix it because he's a God of mercy and grace. Amen? Amen. So, okay, now we're going to do our celebration. Praise the Lord. Toy is, um, is going to interpret this, uh, this, this song that she's going to sing, she's going to minister, Oh Holy Night. Um, the interpretation is of um, American Sign Language. Toy is legally deaf. And so she's going to minister this song, how, how the Holy Spirit leads her. It's American Sign Language, but it's how the Holy Spirit leads her. And, and he leads her when she ministers this song. We, we got a glimpse of this on, on Saturday, and we wanted you all to have a glimpse of it because it's so wonderful. The Holy Spirit came in so strong after she, while she was ministering, and after it was just like his presence was just, who the glory was here. And so she's um, telling a story out of um, Luke 2, 7 through 18. This story is being told through the eyes of the shepherd. Shine me. 
the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you like he always is. <laughs> and the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you everlasting peace. Keep your eyes focused on your Savior and let your tongue be a tongue of the learned that will speak forth the blessings and the oracles of God so that you will have the strength, the courage, the fortitude to keep on pushing, push past your struggle because there's victory on the other end. Traveling mercies, God bless you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes.